3: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wacky Wednesday here on the Arrowhead Attic Channel. I'm Adam Best, as here with always uh, Sterling Holmes, the Golden Voice and producer Richard doing his thing behind the scenes. Got a fun
2: show for everybody today. What are you up to, Sterling? Uh, Getting ready to get ready to mow. My allergies are crushing me, but not going to stop me. My lawn looking like a jungle outside. We had like two days of rain. Two days, and it went from beep to bam, uh-uh, I got to mow. Just how I shaved, I'm shaving my lawn. Or you're going to mow that jungle
3: like uh, the next time the Chiefs go to Cincinnati?
2: <laughs> it would have been a great manscaped read. It would have been a great yeah, manscaped yeah. read.
3: It, it, they're, uh, they're lost, right? <laughs> they're, they're really missing out today.
2: Is that a Chad Henney jersey you're wearing, by the it way? It is
3: not. It is not. It is nice, mm. hot off the press. You know me, I am a wide receiver aficionado, so I had to rep. I have a Kadarius Tony, too. I don't have a Sky Moore. I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I'll get a white Sky Moore jersey to complete the set. Not doing MVS. Sorry. They, they charge extra for the letter.
2: <laughs> I really don't uh, before we get into a everything we're going to get into today, I want to give a shout-out to DraftKings. If you go there, use promo code Arrowhead. You can bet $5 on any sport, get $150 back in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Again, promo code Arrowhead at DraftKings. New customers only, torn and physically present in Kansas. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. But one offer per customer, minimum $5 deposit, and $5 wager required. Rewards issued as withdrawable bonus bets and expire seven days after being awarded. See full terms at DraftKings.com. Ready to get into
3: our one and only segment today? Let's do it, baby. So we're calling this the Dynasty Danger Index. The Chiefs are Godzilla, king of monsters. The NFL mediascape has finally accepted it. The betting market has also accepted it. Casey's dominance has become self-evident. With that established, let's analyze which teams are threats to a budding Kansas City dynasty, but let's do it in a fun way. Let's use other monsters. We've got five levels here, which we're gonna assign to these teams. We're gonna go through them in alphabetical order. Here are the levels. Level five is King Kong. Sterling is like, what are you doing to me, dude? Looks totally out of your element. Uh, So as we saw in the recent Godzilla versus Kong movie, Godzilla is slightly superior. He whooped Kong's ass basically twice. But that doesn't mean Kong isn't close to being an equal. Level four is a Balrog. I'm pretty sure this is one of the ones you got uh, wrong on Spot the Fake. That's from Lord of the Rings, of course. It, it takes some, wizard, uh, some wizardry, wizardry, can't talk today, to, to uh, defeat this foe. And even then, there are challenges. Level three is the Predator. <laughs> oh, was always creeped out by that as a kid. So scary, but we've seen time and time again that talented humans can take this ugly sucker down. Level two is Groot.
1: Oh,
3: yeah. Do you know who that is?
2: Uh, no, no, I do not.
3: No idea who Tree Chewbacca is. It's the. It's only you know he's only a star in the, the biggest movie in the world right now. What movie? Guardians of the Galaxy,
2: Volume Three. I, have, I no, I have never seen a Guardians of the Galaxy. He's
3: basically Tree Chewbacca, but sillier. If that gives you a frame of reference. So with Groot, don't let the fighting skills and hard exterior fool you. This tree is a giant teddy bear. And then level one is Sully.
0: Ah, ah, you call yourself a monster?
1: Ah, 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 ah.
0: Okay,
2: now that I've seen. Yeah, that, that, that I've seen. I, I, I know I know Sully. I saw that when I was a kid. Great movie. A wonderful movie. But Sully
3: kind of struggles to, to scare children in the movie. And these teams that we're going to assign Sully to would also struggle to scare children. So let's dig in. Let's go through the entire league in alphabetical order, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. What do we think here? What's below us, Sully? Um me? Is it me? I I that was the scariest monster i could come up with maybe maybe the blob you know the blob was kind of an old school monster flick and i just i could never get scared by the blob what about attack of the killer tomatoes
2: um, a Chihuahua. Yeah, the Chihuahuas will try and bite your ankles. But frankly, I think a Chihuahua is, is more terrifying than the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are horrible. They're going to be without Kyler Murray for a while. Uh, he is the one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in football. They have nothing going for them right now. The Cardinals are an unmitigated disaster. Uh, what is it? The Chiefs are favorited in every single game this year, according to Vegas. I believe I saw Arizona was the only team – to not be favored in any game this year that puts into perspective how bad they are. They should be in a tier all by themselves. They are a zero, but if we have to do one of these, they're a sully.
3: I like the Chihuahua comp because Kyler is kind of Chihuahua sized for a quarterback. It fits to me. This might be the most barren roster in terms of talent in the entire league. And I think they're going to, probably intentionally be pretty bad this year because given that trade they did with the Houston Texans for Will Anderson. And I think they, that was grand larceny, man. They completely ripped them off. They're going to be in great position in the uh, Caleb Williams sweepstakes next year in next year's draft. Uh, I don't think they're going to be in any hurry to rush Kyler Murray back off that ACL injury with a new coach. I could see them winning two games. So, I'm with you. Level one, and if there was a level zero, we'd we we'd be there.
2: Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons next on the list. I went through their schedule, actually, with Ian McMillan over there. Uh, we do a podcast together uh, at Site called Stacking the Box. He's an Atlanta Falcons guy. Uh, I went through their, their schedule this year. That is one of the easiest schedules I have ever seen in my entire life. I think the Falcons are a bad team. And I came away with them going 9-8 and eight this year. That's how easy their schedule is. And there, there would have been an easy way for them to go 10-7, and 10 and, seven, and I wouldn't be shocked. Um, they're not a good team. They're still far out. I don't trust Desmond Ritter. Uh, I think they're starting to get pieces put together down there, but they don't have the quarterback. It is a horrible division. I will go two because they're better than Arizona. They're not the worst of the worst but they're not, uh, they're not good, so I'll go with a, with a Groot. With a Groot. I think this team's going to be pretty frisky. Uh,
3: you're right. The NFC South is an albatross, easily the worst division. Well, I don't know about easily, but definitely the worst division in football. Someone has to win this thing, and I would say right now the Falcons, along with the Saints, are probably the favorites. Uh, Arthur Smith is is kind of – the exact opposite of the style of football I like, but he knows who he is. He commits to it. His offense last year with, I mean, Marcus Mariota was, had one of the most inaccurate quarterback seasons of all time, and they still had a top half offense in, in terms of efficiency. And now Drake London and Kyle Pitts are a year older. I don't like picking Bijan Robinson in the top 10, but he is a borderline generational talent. Uh, it all depends on Desmond, Riz- uh, Desmond Ritter. I could see this being a three, potentially. But right now, I can't put them above a two. They're a group.
2: Do you want a smart lock? A 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with UFI The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 easy to install all you need is just a phillips screwdriver so easy that even i yes i figured out how to install it it's a keyless entry so no more fumbling for the keys which by the way i didn't even have a key to my front door uh yeah i had to go to the garage so i would be sol if something were to happen but not anymore with eufy it's keyless you have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recording's locally, and never have to pay for storage. And the customer service is top notch. Now, let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your UFI or installation, be rest assured, UFI's on standby for you 24/7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your
1: door.
2: All right. Next up on the list, the Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Ravens. They re-signed Lamar Jackson. They decided not to blow this team up. Uh, The question I have is they didn't have any playoff success with Lamar Jackson on a rookie contract. Good luck filling the rest of the team. They gave a large contract to Odell Beckham Jr. Their defense is still solid, but not spectacular. They're not the Jets defensively. Um, They're a good team. They made the playoffs last year with Lamar Jackson even missing games but his health is always going to be of a concern. I think they're in the three, which is the predator range. Um, They're a good team, but I don't know how long they're going to be a good team, frankly, with that Lamar Jackson contract. I, I get they kind of had to do it. It was a rock and a hard place. It's not going to be a popular decision to blow your team up after you just made the playoffs. But sometimes the hard decision is the right decision.
3: So this is one of three teams that I'm going to be above consensus on. Uh, I'm actually going to go for a ball rock for Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson is the fourth best quarterback in the league right behind Joe burrow and Josh Allen. He was an MVP at a young age. And if you think about Greg Roman, their old offensive coordinators, limitations, especially in the passing game. And they add uh, Todd Monk Monken, the new offensive coordinator, very good in that area. This is the best cast of pass catchers he has ever had in Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, and Odell Beckham. And even if one of the two, Odell Beckham or or Rashad Bateman, don't stay healthy, I still think this is the best situation Lamar Jackson has ever been in. I'm a big believer in his talent. I believe in Harbaugh. I believe in in Eric DaCosta, the way he puts teams together. I just think – if you're going to bet on – if you're going to do an exercise like this, I'm going to lean into the franchises that have proven to be forward-thinking and have a good track record, and that's where Baltimore sits in the NFL right now. So I'm going to give them a four. Yeah,
2: Let's I, move I, I, on. I, I kind of agreed really quickly with future trunks there in the chat. The Ravens are no threat as long as Lamar cannot finish a 17 game season. Until he does it, you know, I get quarterbacks a little bit different than wide receiver, but it almost feels like uh, Kadarius Tony or Sammy Watkins or one of those guys who are very talented but can't stay healthy. Obviously different, obviously different position, but also. It's bigger when those guys miss than a wide receiver. Uh, The Chiefs can win without Tony. They can win without Sammy Watkins, as they've shown. But the Ravens, they can't win without Lamar Jackson. They can't win with um, Tyler Huntley backing up. They're not going to be able to win ball games. So he has to stay healthy. And until he proves he can do that again, they're in the three category for me.
3: My question there would be, if he already had his big deal done, do you think he would have played in the playoffs? I guess it's hard to say he at least would have traveled. I think, I think he at least would have traveled. Yeah. Let's move on to the Buffalo bills. This one is easy for me. They're a King Kong, even though they've kind of flopped in the playoffs a little bit, this is a very scary roster. Josh Allen is at worst the third best quarterback in the league. Stefan Diggs is elite. Uh, I like the coaching staff quite a bit in, in McDermott and Frazier, I think uh, their general manager has has built this thing the right way once again.
2: So, King Kong, easy. You know, they're, they're a very scary team. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you. Uh, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid at tight end, uh, Stefan Diggs. I'm not a huge Gabe Davis guy, but big game Dave. Uh, Gabe, I should say, as they call him sometimes, he's pretty solid. Their offensive line is... Average to above average, but then defensively, they have Von Miller who should come back at some time. They signed Shane Ray. Uh, they have Shaq Lawson, Ed Oliver. Uh, they have AJ Klein at linebacker, as well as Matt Milano, who is a phenomenal linebacker. Tredavious White. And don't forget, Tredavious White should now be fully healthy, full offseason to get right. Same thing with Jordan Boyer and Micah Hyde. I think the Ra- or I think the Bills will be the second best team in the AFC this year behind the Kansas City Chiefs. They're a King Kong to me.
3: They really need Von Miller healthy because outside of him, they don't really have a guy on that defense who is a game wrecker. I mean, it's very similar to the Chiefs with Chris Jones, where they need him to kind of be the piece that everyone else orbits around. Uh, Trey White, the other thing there, cornerback play fluctuates more than any other position. So we could really see him come back and, and be elite. I love the Dalton Kincaid pick. I think they're going to use him sort of as a de facto number two receiver in the slot a lot Uh, move him around. I don't think he's going to be much of a tight end, even though he has that, that T E next to his name, that designation. Uh, We'll see though. Can they get over the hump in the playoffs? I'm not, maybe I would make them a ball in the playoffs because there's something about that team that becomes a little bit more, a little bit more tight, a little bit more predictable does their style of, of play
2: work in the winter? I mean, they did everything they could. They just lost to the better team in the thirteenth 13 second game. I, I mean, you, you can't take anything away from them. They, they didn't do anything wrong. I mean, you can you make the case. They should have kicked out of the end zone, but would that have been much different? I, I really don't think so. The fact of the matter or, or squibbed it either, either one, it does not matter. Um, they got beat by a historically great team. The chiefs were just that good. The Bills did nothing wrong. I, That's the game game
3: I'm talking about, about, though.
2: My point, that's not not a choke job. I know everyone likes to point to that game. That's not a choke job. I know people want to claim it's a choke job. That was just uh, greatness at a level we have not seen before with Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. Throw that game
3: out, though. I get your point. Totally agree with it. But the previous time they played the Chiefs in the playoffs, they started out hot, and then they got run over. And then this past season – they played Buffalo. I mean, they played Cincinnati at home. It was total. The, the weather was advantageous to them, and they just laid an egg. They didn't even yeah. show up. They completely got steamrolled. Uh, I, I lost a little faith in that coaching staff, in Josh Allen's ability to play under control, and they're going to have to prove to me that they are.
2: They can rise to the level of Kansas City and Cincinnati in the postseason. I will say they were extremely injured last year. I don't know why I'm taking the side of the Bills right now so hard. I'm not a Bills fan by any means. I think their fan base is fun. I love them jumping through tables. But Josh Allen had a messed up elbow uh, from like, what, week six on? And there was a noticeable drop off in his accuracy. I mean, it was noticeable. His usage rate, as Matt Vertoram and I talked about, it was through the absolute roof. It was unsustainable. Um I do think they will be back and better this year. Yeah, their division is really good. When the uh, what the Patriots are the worst team in that division. Uh, I mean, again, the Patriots roster is about a um, like the third worst roster in football. But when you have Bill Belichick, they have Bill O'Brien back offensively. Whatever you think about him, Bill O'Brien's a great OC. Um, they should be better. But end of the day, they're healthier this this year. I think the Bills are more dangerous than a lot of people are giving them credit for.
3: Was it the elbow? Or was it Ken Dorsey replacing Brian Dable? Because
1: elbow. Elbow.
3: I, I think, <laughs> I mean, the elbow, it has nothing to do with him losing, you know, he wasn't really restrained and he just went big game hunting. He He kind of has this instinct to try to make every single play a big play and not kind of play within the system like Patrick Mahomes has learned to. So I do think that's an issue. And I do think, Brian Dable was good at reining him in. So until Ken Dorsey shows me he can get uh, Josh Allen to kind of play the optimal way, that's another concern for me.
2: Carolina, Carolina Panthers up next. Uh, They're bad, but you look at their roster and you think they could be a little fun, A, a bad fun team. Bryce Young, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. Hayden Hurst, uh, Jonathan Mingo, your guy, was drafted wide receiver by them. Uh, Bradley Bozeman at centers, pretty solid. Brian Burns, they uh, still have. Um, Xavier Woods, J.C. Horn, Von Bell. I mean, they're not a good team. But they, they have, have some, Yeah, they, they have some building blocks that you look at and say, all right, there might be some room in the future. Uh, this year, I'll say they're a, a one- I think they were one this year, but I, I, I think they have a, a good building block for the future that I, I think Carolina fans should be pretty excited about.
3: Yeah. I, I like who they hired as a coach. I think this team is currently a one. They're a Sully, but they could come back next year and be a Groot. They could come back the year after that and possibly be a Predator, maybe even a Balrog. it all depends on the development of Bryce Young, really. And who I think he has all the tools. That size does worry me. Uh that's why I would have preferred to them to go with Anthony Richardson. I think in a league. Yeah, in a league with Mahomes and Josh Allen, little Bryce Young who who has limitations and and may fall uh Victims to some of the same pitfalls that have plagued Kyler Murray. He just can't, he can't hold up with his size to a 17 game system. I mean, season, excuse me. Uh, I just think you go for the moonshot there and Bryce Young is, is, is a double. Uh, he has all the intangibles, but frankly, you know, in, in this league of alien quarterbacks, size matters attributes matter you have to be able to compete with those guys and i, I just don't i don't see that upside from him
2: yeah i, I will say this a- after interviewing him we are the same size i mean we're both 5'10 um i mean he's, he's a little bit bigger i'm 170 175 uh, i mean he's a little bit bigger but not much that video that was circulating everyone's like that has to be photoshopped i'm sitting here going if it is it's not much because that guy is a small dude i will say he can't stay healthy I'm not going to go that far. I know he's a smaller guy, but we've seen smaller guys, even at wide receiver. I mean, Tyreek Hill's not a big guy. I mean, Tyreek Hill's put together, and he's been injured because takes you take more hits at wide receiver than you do at quarterback. I get what you're saying. I, I'm not going to say that Bryce Young can't stay healthy until he he proves otherwise. Would I be at least a little nervous? Yeah, you can be nervous, but I'm not going to sit here and say he he's automatically going to get hurt week four. That That feels like too much of a reach for me. Um, I think he was the most talented quarterback prop or the, I don't know if most talented is the right word. I, CJ Stroud was my QB once. I think he has the highest floor. Anthony Richardson, I wouldn't touch until the third quarterback taken. I think it was between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young has a lot of the attributes you look for outside of size. It's just, can you get past that? And that's what Carolina decided to do.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, His BMI, you know, the weight is as big of a worry to me as the height. I'm not saying he can't do it, but he would have to be an anomaly to do it. Maybe he goes on to have a Drew Brees-like career. He's been a winner, and I I think he has a little Drew Brees in him. But it's, again, I don't like betting on outliers, uh, and I think he's very much one of one. Um, So – Yeah, I'm a one. I'm a sully on them. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the Chicago Bears, uh, the team that picked Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and now finds himself kind of in NFL purgatory. But year three, we've seen it with Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and to some degree, Daniel Jones. But I think Hurts and Josh Allen are really good comps here because what changed for them in year three when they really took the leap? Well, Jalen Hurts got AJ Brown and Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. Now, the Bears added DJ Moore and he might not be quite on the level of AJ Brown and Stephon Diggs, but he's pretty close. So are we going to see with elevated weaponry around him, we're going to see Justin Fields take a big step forward forward with a better roster and maybe challenge in a division that I don't think is that strong, the NFC North.
2: They better, and he better take a step forward, or else you're going to be wishing they took either CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. That That's going to be a huge talking point, at least in my eyes, is if Justin Fields does not progress and either CJ Stroud or Bryce Young pop off, the Bears could have had one of those two guys. That's what it comes down to in both those Players are more traditional NFL-style guys, in Stroud and Bryce Young, Justin Fields. You have a couple of comps. You have a couple of comps. You have Lamar Jackson, who's been perpetually injured. You have Kyler Murray, who's been perpetually injured. There you go. There, there is your real list. You also have Jalen Hurts. I would
3: say that he is a little bit more more sturdy than both of those guys.
2: Sure, Jalen Hurts is a big dude too, and Jalen Hurts was also not as highly touted. There was a second round pick on Jalen Hurts. I don't know what I see in Jalen Hurts. I don't see in Justin Fields. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I'm not sold on Justin Fields. I do think he poses a tough uh, task for Kansas City. I think he poses a difficult challenge for Kansas City. The Chiefs don't play a ton of running quarterbacks this year, and surprisingly, the Chiefs do play Justin Fields and the Bears. I do think their weapons are getting better. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon. There's no more excuses for... Uh, Scott, I think they got a steal late in the draft, but... but... But there's no more excuses for Justin Fields after this. If you can't put up numbers with this offense, with these weapons, I know it's not the best of the best, but this is above average. If you can't do it now, you might never do it. Their offensive line is okay. They spent a 10th overall draft pick on Darnell, Wright, Which was very high on Darnell. Uh, I looked at Braxton Jones, Braxton Jones actually rated out pretty well on PFF surprisingly. So they have at least a young left tackle as well. Tevin Jenkins, Cody white here, their offensive line is actually much improved. Uh, They spent good money on Tremaine Edwards to come in here. They still have Eddie Jackson at safety. Um, they're not a good team, but they're probably a two for me. They're probably a group just based on the fact that they are a difficult matchup for Kansas City. I don't think Justin Fields is good, but I think a run first quarterback can give the Chiefs issues. Future Trunks just had
3: a really good point that maybe Justin Fields uh where he was selected and the hype around him was the byproduct of Lamar Lamar's MVP season. Uh what's interesting there is Justin Fields kind of fell in the draft. Surprisingly. Uh, I wonder if you put Kyle Shanahan on truth serum and asked him if he wishes he could go back in time and pick Justin Fields or Matt Jones instead of Trey Lance, what he would say. But uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a one. Uh, when he
2: met Jones.
3: Yeah. I'm going to go with a one. I'm going to go Sully. They were maybe the worst roster in the NFL last year. I don't think you can take a huge leap after being in that position so recently. Uh, I'm not scared of them at all. I think this is the first time they've visited Arrowhead in a long time, and I think we're going to have our way with them, frankly.
2: Uh, up next, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think you and I are both going to agree they are a five. They are a – what's that? Not King Kong. It's the other guy. No, um, it's, King, it's King Kong. It is King Kong. Okay. We're going with King Kong. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say for you that they're a five as well. They, they've they earned that right. The Cincinnati Bengals are a very good team. Um you know, we're, we're talking a lot about Joe Burrow, his contract. You know, he's talking about how he wants to make sure everyone gets paid. Uh, this is fascinating to watch. If you are a Chiefs fan, I would I would watch closely whatever contract Joe Burrow gets because it's probably going to be in line with whatever Patrick Mahomes wants and asks for in his renegotiations. Um, I think both hopefully try and keep some money for the team. But at the same point, you're going to sit here and say, all right, Joe Burrow has been pretty good against you guys, but where are the rings? Not one, but plural, rings. Where are the MVPs? Not one, but plural. As much as Patrick Mahomes is going to want to try and and save some money for the rest of his team, you also want to be the highest paid guy, or at least over your... They're not even peers at this point. They're his subordinates at this point. So pay attention to whatever Joe Burrow gets, because that's going to be what Mahomes is going to ask for. Then add just a little bit on top. I like King Kong for this team
3: because their fan base for not having any rings really likes to be the chest. I mean, maybe the most overconfident fan base in the league for what their team and their franchise has accomplished. The interesting thing about that contract to me is, uh, and you see it in a variety of different places. They are a cash poor team. They mm-hmm. are not one of these billionaire owners who can just throw money at any problem. They're very much like the Raiders. They do not like to give guarantees. The Chiefs have given the most guaranteed money to undrafted free agents. Guess who was given the least? The Cincinnati Bengals. There is a reason why they had that kind of weird structure for Orlando Brown Jr.'s uh, contract. They basically gave him a shit ton of money up front, guaranteed, and none of the rest of the contract was guaranteed. They can get out very soon just because they can't afford, not to get too complicated here, but they can't afford to put, uh, put a ton of money in escrow. So unless Joe Burrow does a Patrick Mahomes team-friendly deal that's very flexible, I don't know how they're going to keep both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. It's going to be very, very hard. Uh, Now T. Higgins will probably fetch them a first-round pick and they can try to replace him, but that's easier said than done. I think this team is, is definitely a five this year, but I wonder if they have staying power. If they were a predator Two years from now, if they were a level three based solely on the strength of the the uh, Burrow Chase connection, I would believe it with this ownership group. I'm not going to be convinced that I think Buffalo is going to be a five for a long time. I, I don't know that I'm not confident that the Bengals will be in that same group.
2: Yeah. Uh, moving to the Cleveland Browns, they have a very good roster outside of quarterback uh, Nick Chubb still there. Mario Cooper, Elijah Moore, they trade with the Jets. I like Elijah Moore. They got Cedric Tillman, one of my favorite wide receivers in the draft. Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku's coming on. Jedrick Wills, Joe Batonio, uh, Wyatt Teller and Jack Conklin on the offensive line. Obviously, they have Miles Garrett, Zedaria Smith they brought in. Uh, they still have Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit, and they brought in Juan Thornhill. Uh, I like the Browns roster overall, but they have Deshaun Watson. I think I think Watson is who he is now. Those two years sitting out of the NFL, um, he's trash, man. I mean, they looked better with Jacoby Brissett. They, they did. I, I, I am all the way out on Deshaun Watson. Um, there, there were two based on the, the rest of the roster, but – they're also the Browns. They, they, they are a poorly run organization. And poorly run, that's an excuse to poorly run. Oh,
3: I, I don't know if I agree with that. This is the most analytical organization in the league. I think they are a well-run organization that has just been stuck in quarterback hell.
2: And I also disagree about Deshaun who, who, Watson. Whose decision was not you bringing in a dude, Deshaun think- Watson? What? Yeah that's, me- great. yeah, that's very analytical right there. Great
3: decision. Let me make a point of Deshaun Watson. I am not going to throw him out. I don't like him as a person. I find him despicable, frankly, but we're talking about football here. And I'm not going to throw just because he had a bad um, six-game stretch last season. I'm not going to throw out everything he accomplished prior to that because he was an elite quarterback. The last time we saw him in a Texans jersey, he, despite having no talent around him, uh, Bill O'Brien completely wrecked they, they, that yeah no, no talent they went four and 12 but but if you look if you look at everything if you look at EPA the yards he put up the stats he, he put up he was an elite talent he was a top five or six quarterback I think he has that kind of ceiling he's shown it before I maybe two years off and all the all the controversy swirling around him has ruined this guy but that roster, you look at Miles Garrett with Dalvin Tomlinson and Zadarius Smith who was very good last year for the Vikings. This is the best defensive line Miles Garrett has ever played with. That secondary is good. I yeah. love the trades this team has made. You know, getting Zare Zer- Smith basically for a 7th rounder, getting Elijah Moore who mm-hmm. who has almost an unlimited ceiling. He he hasn't sh- you know, he hasn't lived up to his draft positioning yet, but he he could be a very good player in this league. And then getting Amari Cooper for a fifth, they're continuously fleecing other teams in trades. I think they have a lot of talent. Nick Chubb is maybe the best pure runner in the league. Uh, I, I think this team is a four. And if, if Deshaun Watson returns to 2020 form, they could be very scary. I'm, I'm giving them a ball rock. This is one of the teams I'm higher than consensus on. I can see I can see you're, you're not on the same
2: page. But Dude, they, they have to fleece teams. You know why? Because they gave all that guaranteed money to Deshaun Watson, the worst contract in football. I mean, yeah, it was a small sample size, six games, completed 58% of his passes. He threw seven touchdowns, five interceptions. He averaged 183 yards per game. His average yards of, per completion were 6.5. 6.5 yards in attempt. That's horrible. That is that is Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Okay. You know who was bad
3: after having and and not at all himself after having a, a basically a two year layoff and and having some controversy in his own life, much different, not caused by him. But when Michael Jordan came back and wore the four five, you're not
2: going to take the greatest basketball
3: player, the greatest. No, Deshaun no, no. Watson that was Michael was Jordan. Even even Michael Jordan had some ring rust when he had an almost two year break. Even the greatest, maybe competitive athlete of all time, had ring rust. So we should expect the same from Deshaun Watson. I think you have to acknowledge that there's a chance that he can, he can regain his ceiling and be a top 10 quarterback. And if that happens, this is a good coaching staff, a very talented roster. I think they could give the Ravens and Bengals some problems.
2: They are a sleeper team for me. I am 100% out. They'll probably beat the Bengals because they always give the Bengals triple, the probably split. But no, they, I, I could not be farther away from you on the Browns. Let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys who – really have uh,
3: a pretty easy path in front of them in the NFC. I think they are one of probably the big three in the NFC. So when we kind of uh, evaluate these NFC teams, I think we have to keep in mind that, that maybe having an easier road to the playoffs and the regular season uh, could allow them to be more formidable once they meet us in the Super Bowl than in, in, if they were in the AFC. Uh, I really like the additions they made picking up Brandon cooks and Stefan Gilmore. I think they found if we're talking about talented players on, on uh, acquired via cheap trades. I think those are two guys that very similar to what the Browns did. Uh, I think Dak Prescott is top 10, top 12. He is a guy that I think you can get to the super bowl with. He's demonstrated that he is one. And I don't think he's elite. I think he is probably uh a tier or two below that but is he better than Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr? Absolutely. He you is know, those no, guys. No, no question. He is, he is those guys. I, I don't agree. We we've seen higher highs from him.
2: Yeah, uh, late late in games when it's stat pad time. It, it, no, it's the Bla- no. it's the Blake Bortles with the Jags when it's late in game and he need a stat pad. He, he's better yeah. than Blake Bortles, but, but my point is he is Kirk Cousins. He is Derek Carr. He's in that same realm they're fine. The Cowboys are a three. They're, they're a predator. Uh, their, their team is good. Their team is fine. But I don't think Dak Prescott makes you better. Just so I don't think Kirk Cousins makes you better. I don't think Derek Carr makes you better. Maybe makes you better than what you currently had. You, you know, I, I think Derek Carr's an upgrade over Jameis Winston. I, you know, I think Kirk Cousins is a fine quarterback, especially at noon. But there's nothing that Dak Prescott does that makes you say, oh yeah. He's always had great weapons around him. I mean, the Cowboys' offensive line has historically been very, very good when he's been there. Their wide receivers have been very good when he's been there. They still haven't won games. He still hasn't done enough. He's also a guy who gets perpetually injured, it feels like, but no one really brings that up. Yeah, their freak injuries was was the ankle at one point. Then it was the hand. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries. They're piling up at some point. You have to say, all right, can this guy stay healthy? They're a three. That team is really good but I don't trust Dak Prescott. I'd like to give them a four, a ball rog. My problem isn't Dak. I'm
3: higher on Dak than you are. My problem is Mike McCarthy, who I, I think is maybe the most overrated coach in the NFL. And he loses his offensive coordinator and Kellen Moore, who I think was pretty good. I don't know. I like the defense. Micah Parsons is, is uh, a spitting image of, Lawrence Taylor, if we've ever seen one you know to date, he, he might be the best defensive player, the most talented, uh, most talented defensive player in the league. But I'm just not sold in that coaching staff, so I'm going to give them a three. They're a predator for me. Let's move on to the hated Denver Broncos. This should be fun. Uh, now, getting rid of Nathaniel Hackett, who is one of the biggest disasters, uh, one-and-done coaching disasters we've ever seen for Sean Payton, one of the better offensive minds in the modern era of football. That is a massive upgrade that can't be understated. I also think the cachet that Sean Payton enters Denver with that, that will knock Russell Wilson's ego down a little bit. I think one of the problems for Denver last year is that Russell Wilson had carte blanche. He had his own office. He basically could do whatever the fuck he wanted to. And I I think unless you're Peyton Manning, that's not going to work. You need to to rein your quarterback in. Uh, we've even seen that be problematic with Aaron Rodgers when he has too much control and doesn't listen to anybody. So I think just the coaching swap could take them from a Sully to a Groot. And I, I really like some of the talent on this roster. Patrick Sertan looks like. A, a lockdown corner, which is very rare. And if you can find that, especially on a rookie contract, it's one of the more valuable things in the league, but um, I'm just not sold on them having that many elite playmakers. And in the AFC West, I think they're kind of in trouble with two, two
2: clearly superior teams. Yeah. I like Mason, right. Russell Wilson's is the worst contract in football Sterling. When I said Deshaun Sean Watson, I think it's one, a one B both are brutal. Both are horrendous contracts given out. You might be right. The Russell Wilson's might be a little worse just because of his age as well. I'm not as high on Sean Payton as you are. I think Sean Payton's a good head coach, but I think folks trying to act like he is Bill Belichick or Andy Reid, I think he's closer to Mike McCarthy than he is to those two guys. Um, uh, Mike McCarthy won a ring. How many rings does Sean Payton have? He's got he's got one as well. Who was his quarterback the majority of his time? Hall of Drew, Famer Drew Brees. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Who what did Drew
3: Brees do before Sean Payton? Though I think that's a fair question too. Sure,
2: no, that that that's fine. My point is, I I think he's a good head coach, but I, I don't like how Denver fans and some of the national media are trying to make him out to be this halt, this incredible. He's Bill Belichick. He's Andy Reid. I don't I don't think so. I, I just cannot get there with Sean Payton. I should give him draft capital, high draft capital to bring him yeah. in on a roster that already needs top end talent. They have fine players. Jerry Judy's good. Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick are fine. They're solid. Um, but that's what it comes down to they have solid players. You mentioned they don't have playmakers. Mike McGlinchey is a fine right tackle who's getting paid like an elite right tackle. Garrett Bowles is a fine left tackle who is, um, Penalty happy at times, like they're a fine team. They have fine talent. They only have elite talent at where what Jerry Judy. If you want to say Jerry Judy and Pat Sertan, um, they're a group to me. I'll give them a two. I think I think Randy Gregory and Justin Simmons are solid as well. But um, I'm out, man. I I, I don't see him being good anytime soon. Yeah, I think this new ownership
3: group has kind of come in and just tried to throw money at problems. They overplay paid McGlinchey. They overpaid uh, Zach Allen, a defensive lineman. I like that we got a a superior player in Jawan Ju- Taylor at tackle for a similar price tag, and I like that I think Charles Minnehue is better than Zach Allen, and we got him for cheaper. Uh, and also, like you said, just throwing a first round draft pick at a coach is is completely ludicrous. I think that uh, especially for a a. um, roster that could desperately use a few more standouts. They weren't in position to do that, but they they dug themselves a hole. They had to have a coach with some stature who could come in and control uh, uh Russell Wilson. So I think this thing is is in better shape than it was a year ago, but not much. I'm going again with uh was it two, a Groot. Let's move on to the Detroit Lions coming into the draft. I really, really like this team. I thought they are on the verge of becoming a true championship contender despite their quarterback. And I got to be honest, I thought they completely blew it in the first round of the draft, picking a running back at 12 who might have lasted until the mid-20s and then picking a middle linebacker at 18 – who probably would have lasted longer as well. Those aren't high-value positions or premium positions. I also think Jared Goff, the further you get into the postseason, the more glaring his weaknesses are going to be. We've already seen that with the Rams. We've seen this movie uh, before. Dan Campbell might be fun on hard knocks, but I I don't think that uh, ankle-biting or whatever the hell he said style wins in the NFL anymore. I'm going to give them a three,
2: a predator. I don't think they're a true contender yet. Yeah, they're a three. They're the... You're kind of stuck in a weird spot where they don't really have a young quarterback. Yeah, they drafted Hendon Hooker, but again, I said they don't have a young quarterback. Hendon Hooker's 25. Uh, I'm not sold on Hooker to begin with. Jared Goff is fine. I think they made the right decision, right decision keeping him. You're giving your fan base hope. You're probably gonna win your division or at least compete. You're gonna make the playoffs next year. That's a big step in the right direction for Detroit, but I don't know what their ceiling is. Jamison will uh Williams being suspended as well is not ideal. Uh, I didn't like their draft based on positional value, but again, they were explosive last year. Fifth most points scored in the NFL and third most yards per game in the NFL. They are a fun offensive team. Let's get into the Green Bay Packers. Packers actually surprisingly have a solid roster. Uh, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is like, thank you for giving me these wide receivers and spending draft capital on them now that I'm gone. Uh, But it all comes down to Jordan Love. Uh, They won eight games last year with Aaron Rodgers, but Rodgers was not himself. He looked checked out. How many can they win with Jordan Love if he's just an average QB, if he is a Jared Goff, if he is a Kirk Cousins? Um, I don't think he's going to be there this year, but that is, again, a bad division. I'm going to put him as a two, and I actually think the future is bright for Green Bay.
3: Yeah, I'm going to have them as a three, a predator. This is a very talented uh, roster. Matt LaFleur is a good coach. I think this organization is well run. Uh, a lot of talent on, on, on defense, Rashawn, Gary, uh, Jair, Alexander. They've got some excellent players at premium positions. They've got a good offensive line. It, it's been deep. And it, uh, even though they've had some injuries, it's held up pretty well. I like this team a lot. If Jordan love, who's been kind of Aaron Rodgers understudy for three years can step in and, and play to, to even like 80% of his upside The Packers may have hit the third quarterback in a row. I'm really high on him. This is one of the teams that I think I'm higher than consensus on as well. One of the, probably the three teams along with the Browns and the Ravens. I kind of compare them to a Flerken. You don't know what a Flerken is, but it's, it's another, it's another Marvel creature. They look like a, like a house cat, like a tabby, but they, they have these giant tentacles and fangs that come out of their mouth. So they are much scarier than they look on the surface. I think this is a team that is going to be in the playoffs and could frankly make a run if their, if their quarterback is,
2: is ready. Uh, Houston Texans up next. I give them a one for this year, but I think that they are in prime position in a few to be at least a four. Uh I love CJ Stroud, number one quarterback coming out. I love the extension to Laramie So The best way to give your young quarterback a chance, give him time. Who do the young quarterbacks ability really target first in an offense? That's the tight end. They brought in the best free agent tight end on the open market in Dalton Schultz. I like John Metch. They brought in Robert Woods. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. is now going to be their defensive piece. They're going to be building a round again this year. They will not be good. They probably won't be good next year, but I like the future in Houston. Hold on Texans fans. Give them two plus years. I like what they're doing down there. No, 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 no. I I think CJ Stroud is a bust and
3: I don't like. you know, I don't like the helmet scout, but the history of Ohio state quarterbacks has not been a good one. But it's more than that. It is the S2 cognition test that Patrick Mahomes aced, that uh, Brock Purdy aced, that Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and, and even Justin Jefferson aced. He completely tanked that. I, I'm super worried about that. I, I'm worried about his ability to process. And I also think we're going to be talking about, I mentioned this earlier, that Will Anderson trade. You do not trade up into the top five for anything but a quarterback. They They handed... The Arizona Cardinals, their future on a silver platter, they're going to be very bad this year. They were definitely going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. I don't know why they've been slow playing this thing and suddenly got in a hurry to be a contender, but I am not worried about them. I think the, 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 the longer this goes on, the more this offseason is going to look like a disaster. I think they are a sully. They've been a sully. They will be a sully. They're a one, and I think that's their long-term future as well.
2: Indianapolis Colts up next they are a two they're a group Uh, I think Anthony Richardson has some upside but when is he going to start this year I think it's going to be Gardner Minshew to start the season Jonathan Taylor uh, yeah he was really good but a running back coming off an injury sometimes that spells disaster Uh, Jonathan Taylor's a good running back but running backs don't necessarily move the needle a ton in today's NFL Michael Pittman Jr. Alec Pierce are good wide receivers but they're not great Their offensive line is fine. It's not as great as it once was. We like to think it's still as great as it once was. It's good, but it's not great. Their defense, I do like Quitty Payne. I do like DeForest Buckner. I do like Shaq Leonard. But outside of that, I don't know, man. I don't know, Jim. I don't know. I just don't really like the roster from top to bottom that much anymore. I think that last year showed we were probably too high on what they were.
3: Yeah, I really like the hire of Stain, uh, Shane Steichen. I think pairing him with, I would say a Jalen Hurts type quarterback with more upside, given that he's already proven that he can take that kind of quarterback and squeeze the most out of him. I really like that. Chris Ballard had a phenomenal draft. I don't have the list in front of me, but I just remember thinking almost every pick was a hit. And they really leaned into – uh athleticism and measurables. And that's just kind of, you know, he, he comes from the Chiefs system. I think he's a fantastic GM who's kind of struggled because they haven't had a quarterback. Uh, I, as a chiefs fan who grew up in, in the Lynn Elliott era, I am always going to be scared of the Colts. I, I remember that game where we were up big on them and Andrew Luck had the furious comeback. So a, as a chiefs fan, I don't think I can give that, that helmet, that, that franchise, anything less than a three, the Predator, they're always going to scare me no matter what their roster looks like. And I think this team is turning it around a- after, you know, kind of being stuck in a place Kansas City was in the 90s, renting these past their prime quarterbacks. Uh, I, I like where they're going. And I, I think Anthony Richardson, you know, you're not going to win the AFC with this murderer's row of, of Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Jackson, Herbert, and, and Lawrence, you're not going to win it with with a pedestrian quarterback. You got to find you got to find a franchise
2: quarterback. And I think they took a big swing. We'll see if it pays off. Uh, angry drunken German, shout out to you buying an Arrowhead addict coffee mug. You're the guy. Appreciate you, man. That's a uh, that's awesome. Uh, let us know when you get it. Let us know how you like it. Let us know if it keeps your coffee warm. I use my Arrowhead Addict mug a good amount, so hopefully you enjoy yours as well. Into the Jaguars. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence. They are a 4 to me. Uh, they have a very good young future. They won a playoff game last year. That is a huge step in the right direction for a young franchise. I love Doug Peterson. Calvin Ridley is coming back for them. They're in a good spot going forward. I, I, I worry that them playing in London a lot might take a toll on the players. They might have a jet lag for a week or two. They're playing back-to-back games over there before they're by, but overall, I think the Jags are a four. Again, I think that big playoff victory last year for them was a massive step. Yeah, I
3: agree. Psychologically, Uh, the London Jaguars, and I'm going to call them that because that's where they're, they're destined to to play uh, across the pond. They're real. I think they're for real. You have, an elite quarterback, he's becoming an elite quarterback. Uh who, who paired with Doug Peterson, an excellent coach. I would say offensively, he's in the top five guys you'd want preparing a game plan for a young quarterback. I like their their skill players. I think Calvin Ridley, if he is 80%, 75% of what he was before the time off, that's going to be a huge upgrade. Uh they have talent at pass rusher. I just like the way this team has been constructed. I'm in total agreement there. They are a four. They're a ball rock. Let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think this is going to take very long. Uh, This is a team that has no identity, doesn't know where it's going, and they don't scare me at all. For the Chiefs specifically, who who have their number, to me, they're a sully. I, I do not fear them at all. They're,
2: they're a two. One. They have Max Crosby. They have Max Crosby and Devontae Adams. They're a two. <laughs> uh, into the Chargers, I have them as a four. They're not quite a five. They're a, they're a, maybe a five in the regular season uh, when they, but for some reason they only let Justin Herbert throw the rock against the Chiefs. Every other team they make him believe he's Matt Castle and he's checked down only. It makes no sense. They're a four though. Uh, it's time for them to do something though. At some point you can only get so hyped in the offseason, and you have to actually make something happen in the playoffs. They choke. They perpetually choke the choking chargers. You can change quarterbacks. You can change coaches. You can change cities. They find a way to choke. It is what they do.
3: Yeah. And everyone has been so convinced that it was Joe Lombardi holding Justin Herbert back. What if Justin Herbert is, is just more of a dink and dunk player than we think? What if he's not, what if he's also not the elite talent that everyone was, has wanted to project on, onto him? I think he is a top eight quarterback, maybe even a top six. But when people want to throw him in there with Mahomes or even Burrow, uh, Allen, even Le- Lamar Jackson to me, who has accomplished much more in this league, I just can't believe it with the Chargers. Until they stay healthy, until they start winning games in the playoffs, I think they are the most overhyped team and Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert might be the most overhyped quarterback head coach combination in the league. Uh
2: let's go into the Rams. I will give them a one, and their future looks horrible. Aaron Donald still good. Uh Cooper Cup still good. No Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford coming off of a major injury. They have nothing in the cupboard. Uh those draft picks, they're no longer there. Uh, they should, in my opinion, blow this thing up and rebuild. They should have traded Aaron Donald for all you can. They should have traded Cooper Cup and recoup all you can. Uh, they're going nowhere this year and the future looks bad, bad, bad. There are one now. Check back in five years. I think they're probably still going to be one.
3: I think I forgot to give the other Los Angeles teams
2: a rating. So they're
3: a three. They're a predator. This Los Angeles team, the Rams, complete agreement with you on, on this year. I do think when you have really good GM. You have Sean McVay at, at, at coach and you have a super aggressive owner. I'm never going to count that team out. And you mentioned Aaron Donald and Cooper cup. If this team starts out as slowly as I think it will look for them to, uh, to potentially move one or both of those guys around the deadline. Uh, that could be very interesting. The issue there is Aaron Donald, especially like, how can you move that contract? You'd have to eat some of it. I, I think, mm-hmm. um, so until further notice, they're a one. They're a Sully. Let's move on to a, a scarier team, for me at least, the Miami Dolphins. This was already the fastest offense in the league, and they injected Devon A-Chain from Texas a the fastest running back in the draft. He is uh, an electric Tony Pollard-like talent. Uh, I think this is going to be an incredible offense if Tua can stay on the field. I really like – Mike McDaniel, I think he uh, was the best first-year coach out there last year. Uh, I'm scared of this team. I'm not going to lie. When you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they can beat you on any given day. In you know, in in a playoff setting, or even in the matchup in Germany, you know, they're the kind of team that can struggle all afternoon
2: and then hit three or four explosive plays and put you away. Uh, I will go with the three. I think they're a predator. Their defense is too bad. Their defense is one of the worst in the NFL. That's great. They can score, uh, but you have to score every single time down the field to keep pace with any team, especially this Kansas city chiefs team. they are a three because their offense is great, but their defense is uh, absolutely brutal. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. I don't
3: know. I I think adding Jalen Ramsey, I think their defense is going to be pretty good. I'm going to give them a four, a ball Rob with the potential to be a, a five, a King Kong, if they keep
2: trending in this direction. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I don't like Emmanuel Ogba as a starter personally, but uh, you do you, Hey, you got to have, you got to have some weak spots,
3: even the chiefs, you have to have some average players in your starting lineup. You can't afford 22 stars. It's just is, is not possible.
2: Vikings, I will give a two. Uh, Not much to say about them. They overplayed what their underlying metric said last year. Kirk Cousins is, Kirk Cousins great at noon, bad anytime else. Uh, They play the Chiefs at 325 this year. That's not a noon game. So the Chiefs come away with a victory. I'll give the Vikings a two.
3: Yeah, they lost to Darius Smith, Adam Thielen. Uh, This is a a franchise in a state of turnover. Uh, They were huge pretenders last year and everyone knew it. I feel bad because Justin Jefferson is one of the most exciting talents the league has seen in a long time. But this team is, uh, if we're thinking about monsters, they, they're Medusa. I look at that roster and I, you know, I turn into stone, man. It, 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 it's pretty putrid. Let's move on to the New England Patriots. I would like to give them a one, a sully. I just can't, though. As long as the hoodie is standing on that roster, as long as Bill Belichick is overseeing this franchise out of respect I'm going to give them a three, a predator because on any given day, they can beat you. He is phenomenal at coming up with defensive game plans. And I just can't go any lower than that.
2: Yeah. hundred percent with you. Their rosters are one, their coaching staff is a five. So I will give them a three, uh, new Orleans saints, the addition of Derek Carr, I think makes them better. I think the saints have a pretty good roster overall. Don't think they're a great team by any means, but they're a pretty good team. I actually think they are, they are, there are three, um, I'm higher in the Saints than I think the majority of people are. I think they win that division.
3: Uh, I'm just not sold on Derek Carr. I just don't think he has that it factor. I really like Chris Olave. They've got some good pieces. But this is just a team that's needed to tear it down. And they just – they refuse to do that. They keep maxing out the credit card. And this is a moment to give Brett Beach some props. I think last year he took his medicine. When other teams were going all in – he looked down the road and said, Hey, I want to make sure two, three, four years from now, we have good cap health. We're still in the window. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just go all in recklessly every year. And that's how the Saints live. And that's just not the way you construct a roster and build a championship window. Uh, I think there are two. There are two. They're a group for me that that maybe they're slightly elevated because they're in that horrific division. But even if they get in the playoffs, they're one and out.
2: Uh, Giants, I will actually go with a three. I, I think I'm buying into the Giants overall. I don't believe in Daniel Jones, but I believe in Brian Dable. Uh, I believe in Saquon Barkley being one of the few running backs that actually makes a difference. Uh, I think their defense is is improved over the years. I think they're starting to get a nice core. Uh, I will go with the Giants with a three, but I also think they're pretty close to their ceiling overall being there with Daniel Jones.
3: Oh, They were... You know, if the Vikings were were pretenders. I think this team snuck into the playoffs and were even l- less talented. Really, it's just Brian Dable and and uh, Mike Kafka, who former Chiefs quarterback coach, I think is a phenomenal offensive coordinator for them. But it was a lot of smoke and mirrors from the coaching staff. They they just don't have a lot of dudes. You know, you look at that wide receiving core and, and you just sort of shrug. They even lost Richie James. I do like the addition of Darren Waller. If he can actually get on the field, that's been a problem for him lately. I think they're going to take a a big step back. They're in a really tough division. Uh, They could easily lose twice to both the Cowboys and the Eagles. And if they do that, they're probably going to be knocked out of playoff contention. I have them as a two, a Groot. I think they're going to miss the playoffs this year. Uh, I, I think they
2: played way over their head in 2022. I love their defensive line, so that means something to me. I'm going to go with the New York Jets. I'm giving it a four. I am high on Aaron Rodgers going there. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is good anymore. He's going to be the same guy that won two MVPs in the past three years, but I do think he's going to have a nice resurgence from last year. He has some good weapons up there. I like the Jets team as a whole. They might have the best defense in the NFL, and if you can win five games with Zach Wilson, you can win ten games with a combination – or you won seven games with – uh, whoever they had, but five games with Zach Wilson, you'll you'll easily win ten games in my opinion. With Aaron Rodgers being an above average quarterback, not elite but above average, I'm um, a four with the Jets.
3: Uh, I just don't see this team as a legitimate threat to the Chiefs' reign. Uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers still has it. I think they brought in Nathaniel uh, Hackett, who will capitulate to Aaron Rodgers and and. uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to fall victim to his worst impulses and his ego. Everyone wants to talk about, oh man, this defense was elite last year. They're going to be so good this year. Well, defense, isn't that sticky, you know, uh, defensive performance from a team that fluctuates pretty, pretty wildly from year to year, especially from defenses that aren't well established. Uh, I like sauce Gardner, but I, I don't really understand what they're doing on offense. Getting rid of Elijah Moore for Randall Cobb and Nicole Hardman, I, that, that is uh, so stupid I can't even explain it. Uh, I just don't believe in this team and where they're going. Uh, I think their owner got desperate, and this is going to be a, a terrible one-year man, uh, marriage, and I'm predicting it right here that Jordan Love and the Packers will win more games than Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets this year.
2: Bold 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 i will take it's that gonna, bet. we will be find, horrible if it happens we, we will find something to. Oh, it will be very enjoyable but i don't think it's going to happen I, I don't do things because it's enjoyable come on now uh you and i will be better on that one because i'll have the jets win more games than the packers and we'll bet something fun on that one uh Steelers or is it steelers next uh no eagles next eagles is a five um I, howie roseman is the best/second slash second best GM with Brett Veach. They have a very great defense overall. Their defensive line is incredible. Jalen Hurts took that next step and they have AJ Brown. They were a very good complete team.
3: Yeah, I don't have anything to add. They are they are a King Kong, maybe a King Kong on steroids. They are extremely scary and the rich got richer this this offseason seeing Nolan Smith uh, who I didn't think was a fit for Steve Spagnuolo, but going to Philadelphia at 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 Uh, where he did very scary. What was it? The 30th pick. And they also got Jalen Carter, who you never know what's going to happen with that guy, but on the field, I believe he is the most talented player in this class. They are in my eyes, the single biggest threat to the chiefs repeating in 2023. Let's do the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you say, do we have to? And yes, we do. Uh, I don't like this roster very much. I think Mike Tomlin has, has concealed what has been a pretty, I mean, bad, bland mix of players. Uh, I think George Pickens is really overrated. We have the tendency with wide receivers specifically to look at the highlights or even the lowlights and, and not the underlying, uh, underlying data. Uh, I like their defense, but it's a year older. It's been banged up. I, I, God, I I'm going to give them a three out of respect for Mike Tomlin, but I, I cannot go any higher. They are the worst team in the AFC North. They're a predator.
2: Yeah, I'll give them three, Predator. I'm actually higher on the roster than you are, even though we're coming to the same conclusion. T.J. Watt playing, or at least being healthy, is a massive step for them. Uh, Their offensive line, they tried to improve it with Broderick Jones being drafted in the first round. Pat Fryermuth is a solid tight end. What it comes down to is, can Penny Pickett make anyone better? I don't know. I was sick and tired of the analytics people saying, well, that could have been a good pass, but it was picked off. Well, yeah, no shit. It was picked off. How great of a pass could it have been? Okay, we're not talking about almost good passes. We're talking about good passes until those almost become actuality. That's going to be an issue for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Next team The San Francisco 49ers. They are a five, the most complete team in the NFL outside of quarterback. I like Trey Lance. I still like Trey Lance. I like beer. I still like beer. But Trey Lance is going to have to get healthy. He's going to have to stay healthy, and he's going to have to earn that job. I understand Brock Purdy, but Brock Purdy is basically Jimmy Garoppolo. We know his limitations, okay? Same thing you have with Jimmy G. If you want to impress and expand your offense, you got to have a guy who can be a threat with running the football. That is Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance takes that team to the next level. It all comes down to will he get the opportunity, will he keep that opportunity, and can he stay healthy?
3: I just refuse to give a a roster, a team with an un, undecided quarterback battle, a five. I just can't do it out of principle. I'm going to give them a four, a ball rug. And I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Darnold is the day one starter, because I'm not sure Brock Purdy is going to be ready. And I think they've soured on Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is done. He will eventually be traded. Uh, I think that... Mike, uh, I'm not Mike Shanahan. I'm, I'm obviously still haunted by those, uh, Elway Broncos years, but I, I think he's going to be haunted by the decision to draft Trey Lance. I think we're seeing a lot of this in the league, whether it's the Falcons picking Kyle Pitts because of Travis Kelsey or team, you know, Henry Ruggs because of Tyreek. I think a lot of teams looked at Patrick Mahomes and that battle he had with Josh Allen and said, man, we cannot win with a mere mortal. We need a superhuman quarterback to take our offense to the next level. That was probably a mistake that they will pay for. I'm going for Ballrock. Seattle Seahawks. This is a really fun team. One of my favorite storylines in the NFL is uh, Pete Carroll and Geno Smith uh, being triumphant over, over Russell Wilson. After all the problem wasn't that they didn't let Russ cook. The problem might've been that Russ was washed. This is a very good team. And they just, they just added Jackson Smith and Jigba as a slot receiver to Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf. That is, I think outside of Cincinnati, that might be the best trio of wide receivers in the league. If JSN lives up to his billing, we know they can run the football. I think the defense Pete Carroll going to have that defensive, uh, that defense playing. They're a top four team in the NFC to me right now. And because of that, I'm going to give them a four, a Balrog. I think they've got a chance. If San Francisco has quarterback problems, I think they've got a chance to win the NFC West. I think they're a sneaky team.
2: Uh, there are two to me. I, I think Geno Smith takes a big step back. If you look Ooh. at what he did at towards the end of the year, uh, it does not inspire confidence. Uh, Geno Smith was a great storyline. I'm still rooting for the guy, but. I don't think Geno Smith is going to be the same guy that was what he put up the first, what, nine, 10 games of the year. I like their wide receivers. Their defense is pretty good, pretty good, uh, but no. What but a pick. no, I'm out. I, I, I don't believe in Geno Smith and their, their roster is nowhere near a 49ers or an Eagles. Uh, I think they're going to be one of the – if you have high expectations for them, I think you will be disappointed.
3: Fair enough. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, another monster comp here. I was thinking about this earlier to, earlier today that they're Pennywise. Have you seen it? I was
2: terrified. Yeah, I read I was, the book. I read the book, not the, the movie, but the yeah. book was great.
3: And I watched the, the 80s one as a kid, and I was terrified of clowns. But I think they look scary on the surface, but Byron Leftwich is kind of a clown. You know, Baker Mayfield is a clown. They do not know what they're doing. I I think losing Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, uh, to, to those guys that, I mean, that is a crazy, crazy swap. Uh, I think they're the worst team in the NFC South. Maybe they're headed in the wrong direction. I'm going to give them a, two, a group, just out of respect for guys like Godwin and Mike Evans and some of the players in that defense, but I'm not impressed with the decisions they've made and, uh, we're seeing with both them and the Rams, how hard it is to do what the chiefs have done to win a title and stay on top. And it, it's really impressive what Brett beach, Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes have done. Have done frankly.
2: they are one to me that, I think they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, I, I, I don't think the bucks are good at all. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it there. I, I think they are a one. I think they are a bottom three team in the NFL this year. I think it's going to be them, uh, Arizona, and uh, maybe the Rams. Yeah. Mike Evans getting traded. You think i I'll, how about this? I, I think Houston wins more games than the Buccaneers. Ooh. Yeah.
3: Uh, I like Amico Ryans. I like him a lot better than, I don't know about that, but I'm not going to bet against it. Let's go to the Tennessee Titans. Another franchise that I think is headed in the wrong direction. They keep making these small bets at quarterback and Will Levitt's Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill. That's not going to cut it in the new AFC Uh, trading AJ Brown was one of the worst decisions of the past five years. They, they collapsed without him and the Eagles obviously have been much better. Derek Henry. I think the wheels are about to fall off of that bus. Uh, Amazing player, but they decided to build their franchise around a running back. And, and it's kind of like Arthur Smith and, and Dan Campbell. I don't think this, this rugged pound the rock mentality wins in today's NFL. I, I'm going to give them a one. I think they are, I, I'll throw them in with that list you just named of worst rosters in the league. They are a sully for me.
2: Yeah, Traylon Burks right now is their wide receiver one. Uh, not ideal. I like Traylon Burks, but not as a wide receiver one. Um, yeah, I'll give them a two because the style of play they they typically play against Kansas City, they've done well. I'll give them a two, but that's, a, that's basically a, a very generous two in my eyes. Uh, all right, final What's one. Fun? Washington, the Washington Commanders. Should have been the. It should have still been Washington football team. That's still me. They, they lucked into a great name and they blew it, which is it what so they're going to do this year.
1: It was so going to do that
2: this year. They're going to blow it. Chase Young. Uh, they didn't give him the fifth year option. I actually understand that. I've gotten into it before. I don't want to get into it too long here. Uh, It's only one and a half more million or two million more if to franchise tag him versus giving him that fifth year option. So if they want to trade him, if they want to uh, not bring him back, it makes sense to give him. Um, a franchise tag instead of that fifth year option. As good as the commander's defensive line is, that's basically it. Terry McLaurin's a good wide receiver, but he's not elite. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, they don't really have a a, a good offense in general. Uh, I'll give him a – I guess I'll give him a two, but that's as high as I can go.
3: I'm a little higher on McLaurin than you. I think this, despite the quarterbacks he's had – he has been a near elite player who's been very consistent. I, I like Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. I think that they've got some, some ballers at wide receiver. That defensive line is stacked. I know we both like Montez Sweat. He's a really good player. I think he's been better than Chase Young, to be honest, uh, so far in their, in their young careers. Uh, can, what can Eric bien do with Sam Howe? Uh, the a quarterback who at one point looked like he was going to be a first round pick and kind of fell out of favor during his senior year. Uh, that's a stretch for me. I, I hope by uh, enemy gets a quarterback of, of the future in the next couple of years, but it's not going to be Sam Howell. I think they're going to be frisky, but ultimately, there are two they're a Sully. Hmm. How do you feel after completing this exercise? Do you feel more or less? threatened because I feel less threatened I think.
2: Oh yeah, the the Chiefs are the best team now and they are in good position for the future the only other team that really is in good position who's consistently where the Chiefs are, I think you can make the case for the Niners obviously because they don't have a quarterback and they're still doing good stuff the Eagles are still doing great stuff and the roster is very complete. Uh, The Bengals I think will have some trouble coming up relatively soon with Joe Burrow getting a large contract what happens to Jamar Chase and you're right, the money Uh, the Bills, We'll see. The Bills, will, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Josh on getting that money. Stephon Diggs getting that money. Are they still able to bring in other guys? I don't believe in Gabe Davis. What do they do there, though? If they give Gabe Davis a big, they give Gabe Davis a large contract. I think it's actually good for Kansas City. I don't, oh, think yeah. he's the, I, I don't think he's that dude.
3: I think he's one of the most overrated players in the league. Uh, if, if we're kind of stretching and looking for other teams that could be potentially scary if things break right for them, Cause we've seen that each of the last couple years, the Eagles came out of nowhere a little bit. The Bengals came out of nowhere a little bit. I would say in the AFC, it's probably the dolphins, maybe the Ravens and gosh, in the NFC, I don't know the Cowboys. Is that I'm not sold on the lions. You're not sold on the Seahawks and I'm not completely sold on them either. I think it's going to be another year where you have a handful, half dozen Maybe seven or eight max teams who can legitimately challenge to make the Super Bowl, and everyone else will be pretenders. So I think, you know, I mean, everyone knows this. As long as we have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid together, we should be the prohibitive favorites. But I, I think we're in really good shape to p- uh, potentially repeat. You know, anything can go wrong. A lot of, a lot of championship, uh, a lot of championships happen because teams stay healthy. And a few and get a few breaks. The Chiefs did get a break last year. I I think when the when the Hamlin situation happened and and the Chiefs ultimately got the one seed, and the Chiefs were relatively healthy, and Mahomes' ankle injury wasn't wasn't worse. Things kind of broke their way. But as long as things break their way, they're gonna be right there at the end.
2: Favorites in all 17 games this year, your 2023. Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we know the games aren't played in May. They're played in January and February. Uh, Stay tuned. A lot more coming your way. The Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Stay with us all offseason, all regular season, and all playoffs. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you guys so much for commenting. Uh, Thank you so much for getting a coffee mug. Okay, if you want merch, we got merch. Check it in the description below. Until next time, we are out.